welcome back to Paperback Besties, where we are besties who like to read and like to talk about it. I'm Rachel. And I'm Callan. And today we are diving into the first half of Powerless by Lauren Roberts. It's our first buddy read of the year. Yes, Happy New Year. As for our usual Paperback Besties routine, mm-hmm. we have only read half of the book and we're going to talk about it and predict stuff and talk about whatever we feel and think and, and then we'll read yeah. the next half. And yeah. do it again. <laughs> a normal buddy read. So we read up to page 250. We stopped at chapter 28. So we are about to pick up chapter 29. Ended on a little cliffhanger. Yeah, every single time. <laughs> but, you know, it's fun. It's part of it. So I have a quick little synopsis of Powerless. If anyone's clicked on this and haven't hasn't heard about it, before we dive into spoilers, it's very quick. It's on the dust jacket. So I'm just going to read it. Go for it. The elites have possessed powers for decades gifted to them by the plague. While those born ordinary are just that, banished from the kingdom of Ilya, right? Sure. Okay. And shunned from society. No one knows this more than Payton Gray, an ordinary posing as a psychic to blend in with the elites. But when she unwittingly saves one of Ilya's princes, Kai Azar, we'll see if that's correct, she's thrown into the purging trials, a brutal competition showcasing the elite's powers. If the trials and the opponents within them don't kill her, the prince she's fighting feelings for will if he discovers what Payton is completely ordinary. So if you're like, fuck, I didn't read that, go pick it up if it sounds interesting to you. Yeah, I will give a quick uh, note ahead of time that I think that every single name in this book is stupid. It's Chalkboard Mom. Yes. Payton? Braxton, Jax, and Payden. Payden, spelled P-A-E-D-Y-N. It's like that that era of chalkboard mom. It was like Tumblr in like 2016. It's very... It's Yeah, it's giving the protagonist is a teenager, which, okay, she is. She's 18. I don't like it. Um, I, I don't can't. even like Kai's name, although no. the only name I actually like is Kit, I um even like I, the names of the uh the the magical powers. I think like the the one girl Blair is a telepath and her mm-hmm. power is tele or tele T E L E and I was like this is like uh, like come up with a cooler name. It's very basic. I prefer when he calls her Gray. Yeah. When he calls her by I feel her like Gray is name. a cooler first name than Peyton. Yeah. I, I was even thinking I'd hate if her name was Gray. I mean, I wouldn't hate it as much as Peyton. I'd be, it would bother me a little bit, but. Ugh. And this is all fun and games because my name's Callan, okay? No one can pronounce it or spell <laughs> it, so. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's a personal, I guess a personal preference because I, I am a little bit more like traditional in terms of names I like. Um, but I did have a sim named Aardvark Jones. Hmm, I remember him. Yes. <laughs> yeah I don't know I that's why like that's another thing I have about Colleen Hoover books it's like names that Instagram loves yeah I feel like they're very trendy names but also yes, I feel trendy. like like a seven-year-old has this name because that seven-year-old was born in 2016 I don't know about right that. so anyway <laughs> anyway we start this book with I don't want to call it an info dump because it's the first chapter of a fantasy book so we're learning a lot about the world in the first chapter mm-hmm and I took some notes. Okay, go for it. They're not that fun. I, I get progressively funnier. And I think actually that I would, I think I would enjoy this book more if I wasn't taking these notes. I am glad I took these notes and I'm going to continue taking these notes. But I think that I was like finding things to take notes on because I knew I had to take notes. 
mm-hmm. if I was just reading this book all the way through and not stopping every chapter, these chapters are really short, which I don't mind. But I feel like if I was stopping every chapter to take notes. And if I wasn't doing that, I feel like I would enjoy it a lot more. I wrote paid in quote pay. Pay, right? Pay. Yeah, We're it's pay. Her? We're calling her pay. All right, girl. Is an ordinary thief. We meet her stealing fabric and sticky buns from a merchant she frequently steals from. She lives on the streets with her friend Adina. Adina. That's that's an okay name, I think. Yeah. Who can phase, capital P. She sews. The world had a plague 30 years ago that killed most of the population, but left those who survived with various magical powers. Too soon. Too Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, it killed some. Others survived, but it gave those powerful ones superpowers. Yeah. King Edric, which also is not that bad of a name, especially for a king, it seems. Oh, fine. I forgot his name. Edric. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Is prejudiced against people without magic and started the purge of ordinaries years ago, thinking they had some disease that kept them magicless, perpetuating the rumor that the disease can infect others and ruin his society. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Edric. Pei has no magic and keeps it a secret. She used to have a home in town, but no longer she references her father, who seems to be dead. This he... First... He is. <laughs> Trained her, mm-hmm. told her to keep her ordinariness a secret, and was like, you're going to tell people you're a psychic. And I think it's pretty cool that he trained her. It's very psych from USA, like yeah. that show that was on. Yeah. Like, trained her just to be so observant, which I think is cool, and that her power is all mental. So. Yeah, it's just like powers of deduction. I do think that's yeah. cool. It's like yeah. Sherlock holmes like, oh, you have chalk on your toe. You must be a teacher. Mm-hmm. Then we meet Kai. Sidebar, I keep thinking his name is Rye because the right? font. Right? Because the font? Oh my god. Drives <laughs> yeah. me crazy. <laughs> drives me crazy. I wrote, Kai and his half-brother slash future king, Kit, are sparring in the training grounds. Kit has the powers of fire and water, and Kai has the ability to absorb someone else's power and use it. I think, Which I think is badass. I think that's really cool. Yeah. And then I wrote, I think by proximity. I was later proven that yes, it is by proximity. He can sense the powers of everyone in the grounds. Kai is not going to be king because he is the second born and he will be the enforcer instead. Quote, bitchy, bl- bitchy Blair with lavender hair. <laughs> I called her Bitchy Blair too. <laughs> uh, I, I, except I said it like, then there's Blair. She is a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> she comes up and taunts him about not being ready for the trials. She is the general's daughter who and a tele slash telepath and can control stuff with her mind. Again, I think the word tele is weak. Even phase. Like, oh, your magic ability is phase. Like, come on, come on. I mean, I've never written a fantasy book. Who am I? Yeah, this is Lauren's first book. This is her debut, which okay. good for her. Good for her. I can. Are we sharing our feelings or should we wait? We can share our feelings. I don't like this book. <laughs> I um, I don't love it. I don't like it at all. I just read this book. It was The Serpent and the Wings of Night, but it was done way better. I think that a lot of it is very strongly in reference to other books. Like, the trials are just the Hunger Games. And, like, I just read the Hunger Games last year, so I'm, like, probably more familiar with them than, like, I would be if I hadn't done that. I mean, obviously. Even just, like, the concept of the interview process and showing off your talent and the concept that they're, like, in the trials and then we have to heal each other with this magical healing salve and we're like teaming up that's all in the hunger games i mean i did see a few goodreads reviews um saying that a lot of people compared it to the red queen too which i haven't read 
but I felt it. I, I mean, I just read The Serpent and the Wings of Night, but like there was trials and like the trials made sense. Here I'm like, why the fuck are they like, I don't know. Why are we woods. doing Why are we doing these trials? Like these trials don't have a purpose in yeah. my mind. And it's like, oh, in celebration or in memory of the purge. And I'm like, okay, so it's just the Hunger Games, like in memory of the rebellion. Like it's the whole thing. I, I feel like I would enjoy it more if I wasn't like trying to dissect it and I could just like breeze through and I'd be like, this was an okay. Yeah, I would probably give it like three stars. Yeah, right now it's leaning three, maybe two for me. I mean, I'm not trying to dissect it. I'm actually like trying. I was actually really looking forward to this, but same. I just kind of wanted to get my feelings out there because like you're going to start saying things. I'm going to start having comments. Have some <laughs> about comments. Them. <laughs> and I just didn't want people to be like, wait, what the fuck? Like, no, I, I honestly like, I mean, I really appreciate anyone who creates something and puts it out in the world. Like that's very, that takes a lot of talent. Mm-hmm. that I do not have but this book's just not for me and it might just be because I need to kind of pump the brakes on a young adult fantasy I believe for myself just because people talk about the tension like I did read some goodreads reviews that didn't have spoilers I just wanted to see if anyone was like thinking like I was mm-hmm. and like all the good ones were like oh there's so much tension I I can't I don't think there is. I can't appreciate that tension. I can't appreciate this world because I just think everyone is too immature. Yeah. Like my whole thing with Kai being the enforcer, he's the future enforcer, the future enforcer. Well, where the fuck is the actual enforcer? And like, why is the king, his father, not the enforcer training him? And like, why? And I understand he has to like, he's an apprentice, but like, why is he the one going after the family? Like, I don't know. Yeah, like, where's the actual guy? It's, it's, it's very young adult in the sense that the teenagers do everything. I mean, I had similar thoughts where I'm like, this is very clearly a, a YA book, which is yeah. fine for, again, like, the main character is, like, named, it, like, like a yeah. Gen Alpha name. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, like, a 32-year-old lady being, like, I, I wish her name was, like, I like Violet's name. Like, like name, yeah. like, give her, like, a nice name. But... And I think that's where all my comments will be coming from is the fact that I just can't with a young adult. And that's just where my critiques lie. And there is value in saying this book's just not for me and not being like this book is bad. I don't think it's bad. I think she did a great job. She created a world whether or not I like it. It doesn't matter. She did like the work. I don't I love her naming system, but she did still have all of these things that she created that she had to name, you know, like she did. Yeah, she did a lot of work. And apparently yeah. it's a series. Yeah. And, and people, lot. people love this book. I mean, it's got really high ratings on Goodreads. It's just, I mean, I will, it's going to take a lot for me to do anything above like a four for the, or even a four for this book. Yeah. I'm really curious as to like where it goes, because I think it was better in the beginning. I could almost tell based ago. on, like, not how slow you were reading it, but, like, but how slow you were reading it that I was like, Callan doesn't like this book. <laughs> no. Um, I think, you know what? I think that's okay. Yeah. And we're still going to talk about it. We're, of course we are. I mean, I can't just stop. I'm going to finish it because I would love to be pleasantly surprised to give this a four stars. But right now we're looking at a three. Anyway. Anyway. That's just my disclaimer for the comments I will be making. Rachel, you're doing a lovely job. Please continue. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Kai plans to compete in the trials. Kai and his brother play with swords and then go into the kitchen and steal food from the cook who they are close with. He is summoned to the king's throne room. 
Chapter three. Pay is in the market. Pay, my God. Just say Peyton. It's better. Peyton is in the market (laughs) in the morning after having nightmares all night. We learn her father is actually dead, and she met Adina five years ago on the streets. Um, she notices there are usually 16 guards in the alley, so she and she can only see 14. She thinks this is suspicious. She pickpockets an apprentice at a market stall, stealing three shillings and a piece of paper from a secret compartment in his jacket. The paper is a hastily written note saying there is a meeting at 12.15 a.m. at her old house and, quote, bring the supplies. She assumes the supplies are the leathers he was buying from the stall. She is curious about what kind of meeting is taking place at her house. She also mentions that she left the house not got evicted or sold it or whatever, whatever that means. This is like, as I was reading. So like some of these things we did learn. Mm -hmm. I also started taking less and less notes after that because I thought these were all like relevant plot points and they kind of are. Uh, Walking back, she witnesses a public flogging of a captured thief, Hunger Games. This happens in the Hunger Games. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I never seen it, but I I totally forgot that happened. Yeah. She remembers the times that happened to her, both when she was caught and when she tried to interfere in the torture of a young girl. Turning away, a guard captures her wrist, asks about her power. She says she is a mundane, quote, and a psychic. She, he asks her to prove it. She uses context clues to bamboozle him, deducing from his ring tan lines that he has recently separated from his wife. He slaps her in the face for being brash and lets her go. Also happens in the Hunger Games, sort of. She gets slapped her, in the face by a guard. And her lip splits. She heads back to her fort, which is like the little ragtag town that she and Adina have made in the alley in the slums and sees someone putting up a sign for the purge trials a competition to celebrate the king's purge of non-magical people in which elites are chosen to represent their areas like what areas though I guess it's kind of like districts yeah I know it's trying to be districts but like there's no it's just like the slums are an area of the the city and like why are we if we're so in love with the elites and their powers why are we Causing them to fight each other. And why are some of them, like, in the slums? Yeah. Because I guess... Like, not even, like, people with mundane powers. Like, people have, like, legitimate powers. Like, powers of protection. And we're still homeless. Like, but we're celebrating... I don't... You know what I mean? I don't know. And later on, and, like, this might be jumping the gun a little bit on your notes. Because I don't know. I think I kind of got by context clues with, like, the interview or, like, shit she'd say here and there. That, like, people vote for the winner. Yeah, they get points. I think we'll probably figure know. it out depending on... She's probably going to win. I assume she's going to win based on the way that this book yeah. is going. And they're competing for a shit ton of money? I don't know. There's money to it? I don't know. Why would you have a prince compete if there's money to it? Yeah, like, what's that's the not point? Fair. Who's winning? And then I literally wrote, it's giving Hunger Games. <laughs> Peyton is like, Psh, fuck that. People die in these trials all the time. I'm glad I can't compete. Yeah, so, like, why are we, if we love the elite's power, why are we making them die? I don't know. Chapter 4. Peyton is walking around again trying to pickpocket some more before the end of the day. She comments that she has her father's knife and wedding ring that she wears at all times, and her mother died when she was a child. She notes that the plague changed people and also caused people to have weird hair colors. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I think Blair's her... purple hair and a guy she steals from having blue. I think, and she has silver hair, and I mm-hmm. think, honestly, like, that's her saving grace is because she has silver hair but i mean she must have some fucking power like i feel like that's also where we're going is she actually is not ordinary but oh that's interesting i didn't think about that Mm -hmm. i mean she has the silver hair yeah i don't know maybe it's genetic maybe her dad had silver hair and her mom was ordinary or however the yeah watch her power be like oh she's actually super powerful but we never trained you in it because you could kill everyone yeah 
Um, <laughs> I have a really big suspicion that I don't even know if it's a suspicion, but like I, her dad was very clearly involved in the resistance. I a hundred percent. I yeah, and that's why yeah. they're meeting at the house. And exactly. That's why he was killed and all that. Where am I? She sees Kai in the street. He is hot. She doesn't know who he is, but she pickpockets him anyway. He is charismatic and flirts with her. She gets away and she's like, sheesh. Chapter 5, Kai. Kai meets his father in the throne room after putting on a shirt. His father's usually pretty harsh with him as his job as future enforcer. We learn it's like the commander of the army's executioner, king's right-hand man, etc. And it's harsh. King sends him on a mission to go terminate a suspected ordinary being kept in a house on Loot Alley. The next morning he goes, usually, the two guards usually on rotation in the alley have been pulled to guard him, which explains why Pei noticed two were missing. I thought that was cool. Yeah. It was like a couple chapters ago. That's a little bit where the book had me. Yeah. And then I, I don't, maybe, I don't know. Maybe we'll get more to that. I don't know. Um, that's why I was taking notes of these things, because I thought. Yeah. He finds a family smuggling the ordinary. Law states he has to kill the ordinary and banish the family to the scorches, the desert. Mm-hmm. I feel like you could have named the desert something cool, but you know, it's fine, Lauren. Okay, we're, you know, the ordinary is a little girl. Kai can't bring himself to kill her, so he secretly brings her to the Scorches to walk with her family. He knows they will all die, but at least they will be together. That's still fucked up. I think they're going to make it, and maybe this little girl is going to make a comeback in the future books or something. Because, oh, like, fun. he gives her, like, a dagger or something, and he's like, there's fight behind her eyes, which is also very Serpent in the Wings of Night. Chapter 6, Kai. Kai and Peyton's meeting from his perspective. I thought this was cool in that the, like, the dialogue was the same, but it was. I thought that was nice. I did like that. See, the book still had me here. Yeah. They're both equally infatuated with each other's eyes. There's a lot of commenting on people's eyes in this book. Yeah. Like, she was like, I'm looking into a storm. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? He's like, I'm looking into the ocean. Okay. He tries to reach to see what her power is and he feels nothing but shakes it off as him being tired. When he walks away, he gets jumped by a group of elites trying to get his coin purse. During the fight, one of the ambushers recognizes him. And then a silencer, someone who turns off your powers, question mark, mm-hmm. joins in. And Kai is feeling like he's going to die when he sees Pei's silver hair in the crowd. Chapter 7, Payton. Payton. Payton fights the silencer off while having PTSD flashbacks about her father's death when, death when she was 13. He was killed by the king in his own home. After he was dead, she took his ring and ran away from the house forever. She finds out who Kai is from the guards' reactions and is like, oh, fuck, because Kai kills ordinaries and she does not like him. And she does he, not like the king. He interrogates her about her power through flirting and she and she deduces that con- through context clues about his trip to the Scorches this morning and that it must have been in secret because no one is gossiping about it. He lets her go flirtily. I have a note in that, like, every single meeting that they have, first of all, like, from this moment on, the two of them are together in every single chapter. But, like, every chapter they have, like, a steamy exchange. Which I feel like I could do, like, maybe 60% less of and it would make the exchanges steamier. Every exchange they have, I think he, I think her hard-assness takes over. Mm-hmm. And that's her personality and I don't like it. And I think him flirting is too much. Mm-hmm. And his personality and I don't like it and she's very like just this I don't know how to describe it but it's kind of annoying like she's I feel like she's just perfect and there's no growth for her whatsoever and she's like and she's calling him a cocky bastard all the time it's like it's giving when Feyre you know makes a vulgar gesture 950 million times and whatever the fuck the second book is called mm-hmm. drove me crazy 
yeah, so I think the flirting is too much. There's no banter. There is banter, but it like there's no weight behind it. And I love romantic tension banter. I think that was one of my things Same. on the um, like yes. on our draft. Yes, and I love that. And I I don't feel like any. Of this I is feel bantered. like it's very like two dimensional. Is that right? Yeah. Two dimensional, just yeah. flat, flat. Yeah. yeah, just flat. I like the note that you just said about there's no growth for her. That's a good point, and because I don't think that I think he might be growing in that originally. Like you get this is their first meeting. You get that like he's just kind of like cocky and he can kind of just like flirt with girls and he knows he's hot kind of thing. And mm-hmm. then eventually he's like, oh my god, am I like actually falling for this girl? Like I get that. Mm-hmm. You know, we're softening a little bit. Yeah, but she's not changing at all or growing and she's the one making like later on she has that exchange with kit not to jump ahead but at the ball i think or before the ball or whatever and you know like you just said like i think they're changing but she's gonna be the one to make them change yeah he calls her darling a lot too which in this first meeting i thought was kind of cute yeah it's like it's the cocky attitude kind of thing but then he keeps doing it and i'm like all right Mm -hmm." i think gray is a lot better i think that to me, when I read those, like, whenever he says and he calls her by her last name, to me, that's more banter, tension-y. And also, right now, I am re-watching season two of Bridgerton and, like, chef's kiss on the tension. So this is nothing. <laughs> this is nothing. I don't know. I just feel like this banter is, like, like, again, like, every chapter, there's, like, an interaction between the two. And I'm like... Mm-hmm. Some of these, I'm like, he doesn't need to be there, or she doesn't need to be in the same room, or they don't need to be looking at each other. They could, like, notice each other. She doesn't need to be threatening him for no reason. Next chapter, Peyton tells Adina everything that happened, and the next morning, she's walking through the streets, and everyone is noticing her. They announce the contestants for the trials. Her name is on the list. Which I feel like happened very quickly. Yes. Chapter 9, Kai is torturing the silencer in the dungeons, and the silencer is not talking. He goes to his father's office and the king presumes he must be part of the resistance, a group of people who want ordinaries to live and the elites to die out. Because there's a rebellion. Because of course there is. Of course there is. During a spar with his brother, we meet Jax, an orphaned kid who the princes adopted as their little brother many years ago. Why? Why? And from where? And did the king (laughs) adopt him or is they're just like, you're our brother? Yeah. Okay. He has also been selected for the trials. I I feel like he's gonna he's gonna die and it's gonna be sad. Like she just needed someone with some attachment that's not the future king to die and like why couldn't he have been like a cousin? You know what I mean? Like they could have grown up with him and not been like a random kid. That's our little bro whatever. Yeah, he's probably gonna die. Kai sees the flyer with everyone's names on it and is like, OMG Payton. Mm-hmm. Chapter 10, Payton. A guard finds pay to bring her to the castle for the two weeks leading up to the trials of training and balls and marketing. She has five minutes to say goodbye to Adina and she does. I actually <laughs> like Adina the best out of everyone. I have a feeling that she's going to end up with Kit. Oh, I love that for her. No, she's the one that's the least annoying. Yeah. but I she just gets like, like the least page time. But Yeah, she does. She has yeah. zero page time. In the carriage to the castle, Pei meets Ace, who is a dick and an illusionist, and Hera, who is a street magician and seems nice. It's giving the Hunger Games. Okay. <laughs> I think I've written out it's given the Hunger Games about six times. The guard's name is Lenny. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and he is assigned to pay. <laughs> and then we like never see Lenny again. We never see Lenny again. <laughs> and I liked him. <laughs> he is assigned to pay during the trials to be her Effie Trinket. I thought that like he was going to be like. Um, there. The driver from, like, Princess Diaries who teaches her and is, like, soft to her. But then we just don't really Joe? see him. Yeah, we yes, don't see him. Yes, Joe. Yeah. 
After being stuck in the room for two days, why? The contestants are sent to dinner with the royal family. And then they, like, mention something about, like, I... This is the part that I think is really fucking weird. How they all eat dinner together. With the king? On the first day? With the king. On the, well, the third day, because they kept in the room together and for two days. Yeah, but like, but I, I think that's – it's very much like that's where the young adult comes in, mm-hmm. where it's it's the forced proximity, but, like, you're not at school, but we're going to have you all have a meal together. I think it's so weird. It is weird. And I have a with note With the king, there. though. Like, I Wait, with I the king. Like I wouldn't care so much if it was, like, all the contestants had dinner together. Like, that makes right. sense. Like, you have your – and it's like almost like a, a, a bed and breakfast, and it's like dinner is at six thirty, and like everyone gets to eat dinner at the same time. But like, why is the king? Right. Like, where's his security? You know, like you don't know these people. <laughs> right. Well, the future enforcer is sitting there because I don't know where the, the actual enforcer just like fucked off or something. But took a vacation when there was a second son born. I don't know. I don't know. That's weird to me, and it's very mm-hmm. weird how like the king's all like you know friendly with everyone. I don't know. But also the queen is like, oh, I hope everyone's ready for the ball. And her whole personality is the ball. She's like a piece of paper. (sighs) And it's all, every time she talks is about the ball. I'm like, of course there's a ball. I think I literally wrote, there's a ball because of course there is. I I just don't like how that's the queen's whole personality. Like Mm -hmm. every time she has a line, it's about this fucking ball. She's wearing leather leggings. Leather <laughs> leggings to me are giving Nashville bachelorette party. Like, no, thank you. Kid comes why. to her room to meet her and it's probably teased his brother. And then I said, he's giving Rhymeresh bullet points version of Rhymeresh and that, that he's like lined up to be the king. He doesn't really want to be king and he's kind of mm-hmm. teasing his brother all the time. That's why he's giving Rhymeresh. Okay. She gets assigned a maid, Ellie, who Lenny definitely has a thing for, and mm-hmm. then goes to dinner where everyone is and sits across from Kai. Chapter 12. During dinner, Kai is annoyed by Blair and constantly watching Peyton. She talks to the king about her father and is visibly cold to him. He walks, Kai walks her back to her room because he is across the hallway from her. We have a steamy tension moment with knives at each other's necks before she goes back to her room and Kai goes into his and he's like, fuck, she's hot. I don't get why she's threatening his life. He's literally the prince and you're in the castle. Yeah, and I don't get why she's always threatening him for no reason. Because she has to be this hard ass. I like, I don't know. It's just very forced to me. I think there's like a trope that people enjoy. And I don't think I'm those people where it's like a, like a soft boy and like a hard girl. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like so often it was the opposite. I don't mind like a Lila Bard, like hard girl with reasoning, but I don't feel like every girl in the world has to be threatening somebody with a knife just because it's like sexy from her perspective from anyone's perspective right like bullet points right we meet in the street and she robs him because she thinks he's just a rich asshole then she's like oh my god he's the prince then she finds out like she obviously doesn't like the royal family but like whatever he walks her to his the room and she's like i'm gonna kill you why you just saved his life yeah why are you like, oh, let me murder you now because I'm so cool. I don't know. Whatever. We learn that interviews are tomorrow where the contestants get to show off their skills and impress the people of the city to get votes to improve their score in the trials. It's giving Hunger Games. During training, Blair sees Kai and Pei together and throws a knife marking Pei. I wrote Kai, but it's Pei. As her target before the trials begin. Kai braids her hair to get it out of the, her bloody ear. She asks why he's doing this and he dodges the question. And I'm, I'm sorry, okay? Because I understand, like, I get it. 
I, I get it if you're 18, but maybe it's because I'm an old person that I just, it's not for me. But I feel like it, this book has like every single moment. Every trope. Every trope, everything that you could think of could happen amongst two characters. Like we hold a knife to our throat. She, he braids her hair. He teaches her how to dance. They do all that. He saves her life. She saves his life. They have dinner together. They go to a ball. Like everything could happen is happening in this book. I just need them to fake date. That's going to happen. Oh, it's going to happen. Yeah. <clears throat> if it does, I'm going to freak out. <laughs> it's the morning of the interviews and the contestants are walking to the bowl. Not a good name. The arena where the trials and interviews are taking place. And she even says in the book, she's like, that's like, we probably could have had a more creative name. I'm like, yes, you could, Lauren. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Along the walk, Pei and Kit have a moment, but Pei is suspicious of him because she hates the king. Because he looks exactly like the king. I'm over it. I'm over it. Get over it. He's really nice. He's only been super nice to you the entire time. I know. Blair is openly flirting with whomever prince will pay attention to her and it's gross. I love that for Blair, though. <laughs> She's trying. They get to the room where they have to wait their turn and they have to jump seven feet down into a trap door to get into the room. I didn't follow this. I was. I didn't follow this at all. While waiting, Pei has yet another quick moment with Kai before Kit, Kit calls him out on it. And then she meets Andy, who is the prince's cousin and seems nice. Then they have to jump, I wrote question marks, out of the trap door to get to their interview. Yeah, they had to, like, jump up. And that's when he, like, cut the slit in her dress, right? Uh-huh. Why is there a room in this arena that's only accessible by a seven-foot jump <laughs> into a trap door that has furniture in it? And then jumping up. And then jumping out, there's no ladder. And also, why did they send, like, why did the, like, professional, like, trials event include jumping into a trap door and jumping out? 20 minutes later because okay. i feel like they needed a scene where he had to help her up and then she yeah. had to say no i'm too like you know what i mean like, like that scene needed to take place in her dress yeah and i feel i wrote that i wrote that quote down kit and kai stay behind to help everyone out and when it's Paige's turn she turns stubbornly to she stubbornly refuses his help page 115 that's what i like to hear she was like i don't need your help and he's like that's what i like to hear i i'm just gonna comment this now he says a lot that will not do like when she wasn't eating, when um, I don't remember it happened. Then that's why I'm just going to say it now. Um, it happened two or three times, like in the woods later on. It happened mm. like at the, the dinner the first day, like she wasn't eating because the king was there and, or she wasn't drinking or something. He's like, that will not do. That will not do. And I'm like really put off by it. Mm. Okay. I didn't like him like spoon feeding her either. Like he was like putting food onto her plate. And I was like, I, I mean, I get, like, I don't know, she was just not eating because she was, like, mad that they had too much food and people were starving on the streets who didn't. Okay, but, like, eat something. And she's just not hungry because she's, like, you know, sitting on the same table with her father's killer. But, like, I feel like, how many contestants are there? Like, eight? Yeah, something like that. So I feel like this table is kind of, eight's not a lot of people. Yeah. You kind of know, like, and people are watching you. <laughs> yeah. Didn't think anyway. about that, but yeah. Not only would you notice if someone's signs. eating, like, I would notice if someone, if, like, the future prince who's every, or whatever the fuck, he's a prince, the future enforcer, mm -hmm. who everyone is probably staring at, like, Blair is. We know she is. Um, reach across the table. And reach across, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And you don't know her. Like, you don't know her. Anyway, mm -hmm. continue. She gets stuck on her dress trying to jump out of the trap door and he rips a slit in it for her. And I wrote, before her interview? Mm. You Must have this ripped dress at your interview? cut, I don't know. And says, quote, I am more than willing to rip your dresses for you. 
Then we go to the interviews in the middle of a stage in the sand pit with Caesar Flickerman. I mean, Tila. <laughs> she interviews everyone and they get to show off their powers. Peyton is last because of course she is. Peyton has her in her interview. She is snarky. She is sassy. She is mad at the king. She has to fake read people with various Sherlock Holmesy deductions. She says her goal is to survive the trials, not the catchphrase honor to my kingdom and myself thing. Yeah, it's okay. she and she keeps saying I have to play the part. I have to play the part. I have to play the part. But then she's like, it's a very much I'm different than other girls energy. Next chapter, Kai is still torturing the silencer and he's not talking. I have a feeling Peyton is going to be sent down there to read him. Hmm. I didn't think of that. And very now good. That, very now that good. we know that she's like interested in the resistance, I think it's, she's going to like have some sort of bamboozle. Mm. He goes to dinner with blood on his shirt, and the queen announces that the contestants have a couple up for the ball. Of course they do. Why? Because that's all she talks about. Yeah, but like, why do they have to send the the competitors have to couple up? It's um, Yule Ball. Goblet of Fire. Yeah, but like not nearly as exciting. There's more girls than guys, so Kit will, quote, probably, definitely, pair with whomever is left. And Kai doesn't want to ask Pei because she decided they are rivals. And I wrote, okay, dude. The next morning, they meet in the hallway before breakfast, and he brings her to the kitchen to steal food and meet Gail. The scene is actually cute, and I kind of like it. I think it's useless, but yeah. It was, but it was <laughs> it was like a cute, one of their, it wasn't like steamy, it was just like, yeah. a, like more like getting to know you kind of thing. I, I thought it was cute. Yeah. During training, Kai and Kit have a conversation about how boring Kit's duties are and how he feels trapped. It's giving rhyme a rush. <laughs> <laughs> He then goes to help Pei throw a correct punch by holding her hips, and she punches him in the face. Because of course she does. Because of course she does. But also, like, why are you why are you just touching her? Oh. Chapter seventeen. We are wrestling. <laughs> We're what? Wrestling. Oh yeah. <laughs> he is holding back. She can tell. He thinks it's quote her psychic abilities. They are flirting and fighting. They draw a crowd. She wins. Kit laughs at him. End of chapter. Chapter eighteen. At dinner, the queen reminds them that the ball is coming. <laughs> I'm really glad I took these notes because, like, I wouldn't remember half this stuff. <laughs> Callum has left the frame. <laughs> it's her whole personality. It's her, it's her only thing. Like, there's no there's no scene between her and Rye. Like, or Rye. Fuck. There's, <laughs> I, I literally call him Rye in my head. There's no scene between her and Kai. Like, And it's his mom. Yeah. It's not Kit's mom. It's his mom. And he's just yeah. like, oh, mom, with your ball. <laughs> Like, what does she do when these trials aren't happening? I feel so bad for her. How often are the trials? Are they annually? I don't know. It was never established. It said there the was six The trials weren't established. I don't know. Kate walks uh, Peyton back to her room and asks her to be his partner to the balls. Plural. So there's oh, multiple? God, there's more? <laughs> it keeps the queen happy, you know? She's got to do something. The women. You got to keep these women busy. <laughs> Plan their parties. You know how oh, it is. Oh, my God. But Peyton would be a different queen. Yeah, Peyton would be so different. She's going to be, actually, when she marries Kai at the end of the second book. And it's okay that people like this book, but it's also in that same line of thought. It's okay that I don't really like this book. Right. We all have opinions. That's why there's so many different things. There's probably people out there who I would not understand, but don't like B.E. Schwab. Yeah. And that's their problem. I am not one of them. (laughs) Exactly. Just like it's our problem that we don't like this book. Correct. But we also made a podcast, so we are going to talk about it. <laughs> right. I couldn't DNF it because I had this 
planned in my calendar. I probably wouldn't DNF this book, but I do think right. that if I wasn't like navigating it like this, I probably would have given it four stars and then been like, I don't actually like this book like two years from now. I'm very I, much. I think it's at most like a 3.2. Uh, yeah. Um, But it depends where we go. Who's to say yeah. right now we're in the middle of the 75th annual Hunger Games. So Kate walks her back, asks her to be the balls. She is skeptical. Because he looks so much like her dad, who killed her dad. He has done literally nothing but re- be really sweet to her, and I don't get it, girly. <laughs> He's done literally nothing. Next point. She says yes. She realizes she doesn't have a dress. And then I said, girl. She's allowed to bring Adina to the castle to be her personal seamstress for the rest of the trials. Which I thought was very... I'm happy that Adina has a place to stay and food and gets paid. And gets that's, paid. I'm very, like, that's why I'm like, good. I'm, I'm so happy for her. She's my favorite. Because she's yeah. just... She deserves it. Yeah, she deserves it. She goes to bed all excited someone knocks on her door. <laughs> it's Kai. And he's decided to teach her how to dance. And apparently it happens multiple nights. Because then when she was reflecting in one sentence, she said, oh, the past few nights I've spent with him. I wrote, to be honest, I don't know how I feel about this, but now that I'm rereading it um, off the page here, I think it's stupid. Mm -hmm. They go up to his real room and waltz in the dark and it's very heated and they're both infatuated with each other and then it's over. Okay. The next day, Pei goes into the slums to get Adina and she's very excited. I'm excited for Adina too. Yeah. Apparently, Pei had forgotten about Adina and feels guilty. To be honest, I did too. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel so bad for Adina. It's not her fault. I was partially annoyed that she forgot her friend, but then I think about it and I forgot her friend too. (laughs) Traditionally, all the contestants wear green to the balls, but Pei has another color in mind. And I wrote, and I bet more than anything it's black and she'll look so sexy and Kai will steal her from his brother and it will be a whole thing. Also, I predict Adina and Kit fall in love. You heard it here first, folks. (laughs) And the next thing, it's the ball. The men are wearing black and I'm immediately wrong. (laughs) She's because wearing silver. She picks silver because of her hair. But she is sexy and keeps he keeps staring at her, so I was right with that. Um, here's the thing. Everyone's wearing different shades of green. Yeah. And she's wearing silver and stands out. There is a shade of green that's pretty close to silver. Mm. I don't think that she would stand out that much mm, if people but... are wearing all you know, like that like opal like pearlescent green that's like mm. shiny. Yeah, especially if it's like silk, make it shinier. That's a shade of green. Yeah, Somebody but that's could be just, wearing that dress. It's it's the SpongeBob meme again where he's like, and she's so different. <laughs> Kai went with our girl Blair. Obviously. Which, fine. Good for Blair. Although Blair's wearing purple hair and green, so I feel bad I've, for her because yeah. she's giving Barney. <laughs> she's bruised, yeah. <laughs> she's giving bruise. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Blair. It's not your fault. No. His date is Blair and I forgot about her too. She's a bitch. Payton calls her a bitch, so there's that. Apparently, they've been practicing dancing every night in his room. Mm-hmm. He sees her with Kit, and he's jealous, obviously. Peyton is dancing at the ball with Kit and random other guys. Kai cuts in in the middle of a song. Yeah. She spots the apprentice, and she robbed in the street serving drinks, and she thinks it's sus. Th- this I is like, that's cool. <laughs> We're coming back. And then also, to flip, flip, flippity-flappy, um, mm-hmm. Kit went to go grab them drinks. And then she sees him standing there and his drink's empty and the one he got for her is full and he's kind of giving jealous eyes to Kai. What do you think of this love triangle? I think it's gross that it's between brothers. And I don't think that Kit actually, I think he has like a crush on her, but he also knows that his brother does. So I I feel like Kit's not going to do anything about it. Yeah. Like I think he's just going to be like a little bit mad for a period of time. But like, I actually kind of, yeah. And I kind of like them as friends, like, because I think Kit is just nice. Right. 
And she's just so like she's just so prejudiced against him because how he looks like his dad. Like that's that's rude. Yeah, <laughs> so rude. And like Kim doesn't even deserve her as a friend. <laughs> Or she doesn't deserve Kid as a friend. No, she doesn't. He's really nice. I I think he's probably my favorite character other than maybe Adina, but I genuinely forgot about her. So I think it's Kit. Um, Every time he's on there, I'm like, oh, yeah, Kit's back. He's doing something fun and cute. And he's very human. He's very much like my job is boring and I don't really like it. He doesn't necessarily agree with his dad's like crazy regime, but he Mm -hmm. has to. So he's like following the rules. But Mm -hmm. I think he's very cool. All of a sudden, an explosion goes off. Mm-hmm. And masked men charge in with homemade bombs. They are ordinaries, not using powers, wearing leather masks, presumably from the leather she saw the guy buying. The resistance is meeting at her house and attacked the ball and the castle. Her father probably has something to do with the resistance, and that's why the king killed him. Definitely not for no reason. Mm-hmm. Pei is interested in the ordinaries and wants to know more about them. Kai forcibly removes Pei by picking her up, which is I something I knew you I- were going to hate that. I, I remember hate- that from Divine Rivals. I hate if no one listened to our divine rivals episode which is very similar to this one (laughs) Um, i do not like when like a woman is picked up by a man and escorted somewhere she doesn't want to go i don't like it i have a note about this whole sequence of events please she keeps talking about playing the part it's been repeated the entire time she's been in the castle especially at the interview chapter you know going into the ball tonight she's got to play the part play the part whatever mm-hmm. this would be the perfect time to play the part because she saw the kid from the that from the alley she's immediately suspect she's dancing with kai she can just be like something's wrong mm-hmm. she's playing the part of the psychic and then oh yeah and it'd be she made other observations too like She's noticing that the leather, I, I forget what else she noticed. She noticed something else, but she keeps it all to herself. And she's just like, you know, th- instead she's threatening to stab Kai or whatever. But I'm like, share your observations. Like this will help you, your psychicness, the part that mm-hmm. you're playing. Cause you haven't done anything psychic since the interview. Yeah. So how about we share these observations? So I, my note is just like playing the part, be sharing her observations with Kai when shit's hitting the fan. Instead of being a dainty little girl, he throws over his shoulders and threatening him. They go to a safe room. And this is my other thing. If you have like these elites and, and this whole trial is about showcasing their powers, why are they all in a safe room? Why aren't they fighting? I mean, the trials are literally starting tomorrow. Why aren't they fighting against these people? And why is it just Kai? Just Kai and, like, some random guards who have no names. Because, again, because the enforcer just fucked off. The real enforcer. <laughs> Maybe the king didn't have a brother. We actually don't have an enforcer. Well, it could right be now. somebody else. I don't know. I don't know. Why, why are they all in a safe room? Like, mm-hmm. you think that these are the most powerful people. They were all picked or they're just I get, like, teenagers. leading the king and queen and prince to the safe room. Exactly. I get that. It's very Game of Thrones when, like, the final battle is happening. But, mm-hmm. or any battle, essentially. Mm-hmm. Why are all these, like, why do you have uh, Telly or, or Braxton being the brawny man? Why is he, he's better off out there. In the safe room, Pay makes Kit tell her about the resistance. They are a group of ordinaries and elites with banished talents fighting against the king. She wants to join them and knows they meet at her house. She keeps commenting on the prince's eyes and refuses to look into Kit's because they remind her of his father and it's getting old. When they get out, she finds Kai and helps him heal himself Mm -hmm. by taking a knife out of his back. This is another thing that I feel like just happened because, like, we wanted to have this moment on the page. Mm -hmm. He tells her some ordinaries escaped. 
Next scene, we have entered the trials. She also, there's a line here from 181 about Kit, I think, telling her this whole story. I've never seen him so flustered. She says, I've never seen him so flustered. So, you know, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, you just met him. Yeah, you wouldn't. You just met him. You wouldn't ever see him so flustered before. So, okay. You've met him for, you've known him for maybe two weeks. And I don't think you've spent that much time together. Because you keep avoiding eye contact with him. She's, like, looking at his buttons, and they're, like, sitting next to each other. And I'm, like, how rude. Like, you're trying to have a conversation, and somebody's just, like. <laughs> He's, like, she's really sitting on the floor next to each other, right? That's how I picture it. I don't know if they're on the floor. They're sitting next to each other, and they're, like, talking, turned heads talking, and she's just looking, like. <laughs> I, don't, I was offended. I'm not even in the room. See, Kit doesn't deserve her friendship. He doesn't. And I don't think no. that she's that interesting. I ship him and Adina, who I haven't even met yet, but I think they're going to end up together. <laughs> The contestants are drugged and brought to the woods where they have to capture armbands from each other. Whoever has the most after six days wins. And whoever has none should be warned. We don't know what that means yet. They are given weird little poems that say the rules. Who wrote this? And then the queen. he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> she needed something to do now she that the fall's over. The fall's over, so she goes to writing her little poetry. But then the, he's like, oh, yeah, my dad did a great job. I'm like, why is the king planning the trials? Yeah, like, he's he, there's a rebellion happening. I feel like he should have, like, political jobs to do, not, like, party planning. Yeah. There should be, like, like a prom committee. Yeah. Kai gets Braxton's armband after a fight. There are no cameras, but sites, capital S, people with the power to record what they see. This is a stretch. I wish there were just cameras. I would love that job. You're kind of like the paparazzi, but you know way in and out. That's true. Peyton has a bow and arrow because of course she does. (laughs) I never read the books. Um, I've seen one movie, but I get all the Hunger Games references. Why does she have a bow and arrow? There's so many. Well, they place... I mean, this is no excuse, but... They no. place weapons as help in, like, shirts randomly throughout because they were just Because taken. there's no people in Hunger Games. There's, like, the capital or people, sponsors. They're dropping, mm-hmm. like, items as sponsorship. They, like, support you, so they send you a present of healing salve or food. Okay. But here, there's just no sponsors. There's just random shit hanging from trees. Like shirts and stuff. Because, like, of course, she has a silky little tank on. Of course. Huh. Yeah, random canteens. and But they have to survive the elements. So they have to survive the random predators and beasts mm-hmm. that are in the woods and water and figure out food. I mean, I die. Like, and this is not – I'm no Bear grills. I'm, I, I camp at a Holiday Inn. So just kidding. Marriott, that's where my points are. But <laughs> – <laughs> No, she was like, oh, I'm actually really good at a bow and arrow because my father trained me. Why did he train you in that? But it takes a lot of core and arm strength to be good at archery. And she says a lot that she's out of shape because she's malnourished because she's been living on the streets. Still, it's like you you can't just – archery's hard. (laughs) I took archery in college. I was actually really good at it, and I don't know why. But, like, our final – it was, like, one of my gym credits. And one of our our finals was a, like, in-class tournament. Mm-hmm. 
I won. And I've never won a sporting event in my life. I was so proud of myself, but I only won because the the targets were always in the same spot and you have to like aim a little bit lower than the target in order for it to hit. And I like memorized the spot on the gym floor that I had to aim for. So Mm -hmm. if I had to like shoot archery in the world, I would be really bad at it because Mm -hmm. I would have to like find the spot on the gym floor that I have to aim for. And you wouldn't have time for that and you'd be dead. I wouldn't have time for that and I would die. But Peyton, um, she is really good at archery because during her psychic training with her father, she learned how to shoot a bow and arrow Mm -hmm. in her suburban house Mm -hmm. in the slums yeah she encounters ace who uses his illusions to fuck with her head i'm not there but immediately i was like this is an illusionist yeah there's like a puddle with kit drowning in it and i was like they wouldn't do this right and i'd be like immediate no like every man for himself like if you put me in this trial like my survival mode's on if someone she like screams like bloody murder i'm like everyone's hunting each other why are you screaming and everyone's hunting each other because it's not your games (laughs) she shoots him in the leg and gets away with a spear wound in her belly and not his armband right i said that too she's like i shot him in the leg and then i ran away like, girl, get his armband. This is the whole point. Yeah. I'm like, did you? And I actually went back and reread that paragraph because I'm like, did she not get his armband at any point? No. Okay. No, she did not. Peyton is stumbling through the woods and finds Kai's fire. She tries to act not injured, but passes out. And she's like threatening him again. And here's the thing infections take time. Yeah, they don't set on in 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Infections take time, starvation takes time Mm -hmm. dehydration might take a couple hours but not not as much time because yeah not that quickly she could be losing a lot of blood yes yeah and that could cause her to be drowsy and dreary and yes dying Mm -hmm. but you're not gonna immediately get slashed and then have feverish skin and have an infection and the white stuff coming out that doesn't happen and if you do get in that fire and burn the fuck out of it he finds her wound which apparently he can't find even though it's bleeding profusely yeah he starts at her legs i'm sorry if she's dying why are you checking her ankles like check like the if you if you're so well versed at killing like serial killers know where to go like where to make the kill you know where all the major arteries are yeah you're bleeding out from a leg wound yeah i mean if only like it might be the femoral artery but like that's not at her ankle apparently her wound is already infected so that's fun (laughs) But luckily the sponsors, oop, Braxton left some healing salve (laughs) and stitches conveniently when they fought earlier. So he has that available immediately to treat her wound. I don't like convenience in books. There can be a convenient thing, but it has to make sense. This was stupid. First off, I'm going to kind of go on a little side note here that I actually like, this was one of my first things that I noticed, but you know, he's like, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful. Like there's no way, there's no way. I cannot stand how many times they say, thank the plague, the plague, the plague. And one, she, in the second chapter, she's talking to Dean about how she hates the line, thank the plague. She says it all the time. But she says it all the time. And like, I think plague is like three times on a, on like a paper, like a page. Like it's like, I'm over it. Anyway, what did they say before that? That was only 30 years ago. (laughs) Go back to that. (laughs) Page 220. Who did this to you? And I said, there it is. The girl's swoon. (laughs) <laughs> she says why do you care yeah oh have you ever seen any of those like um even like on reels people doing like less this more this in 2024 mm-hmm. i feel like one of the ones that i agree with the most is less like trope driven books mm-hmm. and more just like 
story-driven books. Mm. Like, stop advertising your book based on the tropes that it has and start advertising your book based on, like, what the story's about. I'm over being bamboozled about enemies to lovers. Yes. It was, it happened in Divine Rivals. It's happening now. Yeah. This is not enemies to lovers. This is insta-love. Also, there's another thing where he's trying to find her wound and whatever, and she's like, I've never seen him so worried, so full of emotion. Again, you just met him. Mm Mm-hmm. They bond while he stitches her back up and a sight captures it on not video. (laughs) It's giving Hunger Games. She falls asleep. He admits he's into her to himself. When we get the quote on on the back of the book, page 224, if I am to be her enemy, I want it to be because I want it to be because she loathes herself for wanting me. Seems toxic, but that's okay. I think that's gross. I don't like that. I think this would be done better in like, like a bully romance. Where it is supposed to be toxic toxic, and you read it because it's toxic because, no. you know, I think it would be better if Hunted, Hunter. Came into play would, at all? Yeah. I think it would be better if he was hunting her. That'd Side be like a really good smut book. Yes. Not a smut book. But there is a book, Serpent and Dove is a trilogy. And it's yes. a witch and a witch hunter. And yeah. that is actually real. I mean, I read it like before I started really di- dissecting books, but I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I read that back in like 2020. I liked the first one. Yeah. The second one, I think, kind of jumped the shark and then I didn't read the third. It's fair, but I, I have all three and I really enjoyed that. That was like very much what I was picking up on this. It's like, oh yeah, like the the thing that he's supposed to be mm-hmm. hunting and then the guy who hunts it, like that is cool. Mm-hmm. I have not picked up on I mean, maybe it'll come into play. It's only first half. Maybe of if she like keeps playing the part and like brings out her psychic abilities, but so far it's not. So no, it's not. Okay. I think they they encounter each other way too much. Mm-hmm. Pei wakes up and cares for Kai's wounds with a salve she makes from plants. Good for her. Hunger Games. While putting it on, she asks him about his life, and he tells her he is essentially stuck in his role and has to do what he has to. They get attacked by wolves and bite them. Okay. I kind of liked this part where they were actually getting to know each other. Yeah, and the favorite color thing that's from the Hunger yeah. Games too, but yeah, that was cute. I Like, they were actually getting to know each other, and instead of just, like, useless banter that leads to absolutely nowhere for no reason, I was like, oh, okay, like, you kind of have me here. Mm-hmm. It was immediately gone because of what's coming up, but... <laughs> Chapter 28, we are partners who have spent three days together not finding any other opponents. No. How big are these woods? Yeah, no. They start slow dancing in a forest. It's so cringe. It is so cringe. I was gone. I was absolutely gone. My note is, why the fuck are they dancing in the middle of a dangerous forest during a trial? And I do not like... From the, yeah, people are hunting you. You look like a fucking idiot. I'd be like, oh, you know, if we partnered up and we're in this trial, I'd be like, oh, Rachel, look, easy targets. Idiots. And during this With whole thing, he does a lot. He calls her, I don't like how he calls her, insert adjective here, little thing. Mm. Stubborn little thing. He, and he said it to her face. 247. They're dancing. Of course. And there she goes, making good on her threat to stomp on my toes, seeing that her feet are... Her only weapon at the moment. Oops. Vicious little thing. I murmur under my breath. Ew. He's just like vicious little thing. Stubborn little thing. Um, That won't do. I have to spoon feed you or that won't do because you're not taking care of yourself. I don't know. It's very, it's like he's trying to be daddy. Mm. (laughs) Pei feels like she almost admits that she's an ordinary or something. And then a woman interrupts them for their armbands. I think she almost admits that she likes him. 
I think that's what it is. She almost admits that she actually likes him, that she's actually attracted to him. And thank God someone comes up, save the day. I mean, I looked over to the next page because it was right there and it's Sadie. Okay. Yeah, I did too. Okay. (laughs) They're like not doing a very good job at this trial at all. No. Like there's, so right, we're going to say eight contestants. I don't know if that's 100% true, but it's like less than 10 Mm -hmm. total. So there's six other people. One Mm -hmm. of which does not have an armband. We know that because Braxton does not have his. So, like, what if somebody has, like, five armbands right now Mm -hmm. and they haven't done shit? Well, I guess it's, like, better than coming up with zero. But they're supposed to be, like, the formidable opponents. Like, he's the one who's supposed to win and she's the one who's, like, the dark horse. Trying to survive, yeah. Trying to survive. Literally, like, the protagonist of the book. So she's, like, the one who's probably going to win the trials. And she's done literally nothing. You're in there for six days. It's day four. You haven't done anything yet. Just slow dance. There's a time and place. It's not during the Hunger Games. <laughs> and I will no. not not refer to them as the Hunger Games because they literally are. We're in a forest. Yeah. We have a bow and arrow. Yeah. We got injured immediately, which is like vaguely embarrassing. Like you literally were in there for 20 minutes <laughs> and you were walking around. The first person you encounter almost kills you. And then she kind of failed at getting his armband. Like she failed at what she was supposed she to do. She didn't even do the thing she was supposed yeah. to do. Hmm. I feel like getting armbands is not even like that exciting. Well, I don't even know the purpose of this. Is the purpose of this to kill? Is the purpose of this? It's just to show off your powers. For what? Exactly. I that's what that's my note here. I've said it earlier. I'm gonna say it again. I don't get certain motives, like why the trials. If it is to show off the elite's powers, then why hide them when the ball gets attacked by the resistance? That's why? A really good point. I never even considered that. And I think like she's super observational and also super annoying because her hard assness just gets pushed too hard to ha- for her to have a personality. And then Rye, fuck Kai. <laughs> again is too much of a flirt to have a personality and not to bring up comparison because like it's not fair but V.E. Schwab said when we saw her that she likes to build characters who you feel like are continuing and living their lives off of paper Mm -hmm. I don't think that's accomplished here that's a really good point, too. And they I, I are just, very, like, you said it really early on, like, they're very two-dimensional characters. Like, they only have what's going on when you look at them. Yes. I don't even feel like, like, they are told, like, the chapters are told in first person, right? I mm-hmm. statements. I don't even feel like they have, like, real internal monologue. Like, I don't feel like anything they have to say is, like, interesting. I, I understand that Lauren is giving these characters motivations, right? Like, yeah. You know, she has the motivation that she is essentially powerless in this world design that wants to kill her because they, you know, thrive on people with power. She is mad about the death of her dad via the king's hand directly, which is very odd in terms of... Yeah, this king is doing a lot of... Non-king related things. Right. But okay. And then he has the motivation that he is forced into a role he doesn't want to have. He's a monster. He's a monster. He's forced to... To kill people that he doesn't want to do, clearly very early on we sh- we learn that he doesn't actually, like, want to kill everybody, especially not kids, all this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I get it. Right? Yeah. The, the, they're, like, they're there. Like, the, yeah. the outline of the character exists, and it makes sense. Yeah. But I feel like in the execution of that outline, it, like, loses flavor. Like, it loses me. Yeah. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yes, it makes total sense. 
they were there. She did give them motivation. I can't say they have no motivations. I'm just saying the motivation is not interesting. <laughs> and it's just, I don't know. It's, I don't even know. Cause I'm not a writer. I don't even know the good way to go about it, but it's kind of overdone. I, yeah. I feel like this book has so far, we're only halfway through. I feel like it has like every single like snapshot moment mm-hmm. that like a fantasy romanticy book has. Mm-hmm. Also, I feel like it would have been more realistic if they just kissed in the woods instead of just dancing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we still haven't kissed, and I think for no reason. Right, and like you know me, mm-hmm. I love when they get together at like the very end. I love a slow burn enemies to lovers. It was my fantasy draft with a fantasy with a romance subplot. But here I'm like, just kiss. Mm -hmm. I think because the banter is just too much. and I'm just over it where I'm like, just get it out. The banter loses its like spice. Right. Like it loses the fun part if it's too much. And if it's forced, it's not like she's like, oh my gosh, like, you know, he's actually an asshole like i saw him beating adina then you're an enemy but here it's just like made up in her own head yeah she's like i don't like the king so i don't like did you ask him does he like the king like i don't think he does you can just get along (laughs) you might bond over that (laughs) i don't know i'm just like do i am i not enjoying this because i just read this book in the serpent and the wings of night and then I'm like, maybe i don't like this book because it's you know young adult and i'm in my 30s Maybe. I have been finding that I am enjoying young adult less and less. When I first got into Bookstagram, I was like, oh, young adult, an untapped market for me since I was like 16. Like, this is fun. Now mm-hmm. I'm just like, eh, maybe I need to pump the brakes here a little bit. I'll reread Fable, though. But they actually bone in that. Do they? Fable? Does Fable have spice in it? At the very end. It's, it's kind of like V.E. Schwab spice. Yeah, that's fine. That's all you need. I don't, I'm, that's another, like, less and more thing. I don't think that... Like, every book needs spice. I was listening to our right. Starling House episodes, and I was like, oh, yeah, it's like a fade to black thing. And you're like, yeah, I think that's okay. And I'm like, you're right. It is yeah, okay. It has a time and place. It, it has a time and place. Yeah. Like, Icebreaker needed it because that's needed what it, it is. That's like, what that's what was. it is. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. <laughs> then there's the um, a Touch of Darkness series. It's the one of, like, Hades and Persephone. And they just, mm-hmm. like, once they kind of get together, they just start literally every scene. They are having sex. And it's just like, this is what I'm signing up for. I got it. Yeah. So that's, sometimes that's what you want to read, but sometimes I just want to read like a really good fantasy with a romance subplot. Like I, I don't need the the sex yeah. or the romance to be the point of the book. And like this is irrelevant to Powerless because Powerless, I'm pretty sure has no spice in it. No. And you know how I can tell is because not once like we've been having very steamy moments. Not once has anyone mentioned like their loins quivering <laughs> or like she's like, oh, I can feel his erection. Like yeah, no one's left, talking about stomach. Like, or, nobody's or the amount of times that he has her like pressed up against his back. We shall see how the next half yeah. of the book goes. Well, besties, if you're still sticking around, um, I hope we weren't. We're not harsh to be harsh. It's just our opinions, our thoughts and opinions. So yeah. And honestly, like, if you have conflicting opinions, like, please tell us via, like, Instagram or whatever. Like, let us know. Because, like, I'm interested to hear, you know, if somebody is like, oh, I actually disagree strongly. Like, say it politely, please, because I don't respond to negative criticism. Um, No, I don't either. You will be deleted. (laughs) But, you know, like, be respectful and tell me how you feel because I am interested. Yes. I am open to hearing it. Because I know Um, a lot of people like this. People can like whatever they want in the same mm-hmm. way that we can dislike whatever we want. <laughs> Just like some people like alien romances. And I don't. <laughs> For more proof, please listen to our Christmas episode. <laughs> we see will us. see you next week with our second half. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>
right, besties. Thanks for hanging out with us. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we will see you Monday with another episode. Bye. Bye.